Hello and welcome to the Cyrus community. This is Business Unusual. We continue with our kingdom interpretations where we are saying that when kingdom speaks, it's totally different from what the world says and what religion hears. Now we are talking about the kingdom words that we are using or a language that we are using in this season that is specific or in context of the season that we are in. And the, an example is when we say that God has blessed you or you have a blessing of the elders, those are two different blessings. So you can't come and say to us that, you know what, I have the blessings of the elders that nullified the blessings of God. Or I've been blessed by God, but now I lo I'm looking for the blessings of the elders. Those are two different things, two different realms, two yep. different kingdoms, and two different interpretations. Yes. All right? So when we talk about kingdom language or interpretation, we are saying that in the season we are in, God is giving us context of how to look at his word. Today, we are looking at something that is so powerful if we can understand and we stop intertwining it with the interpretation of Babylon or the world or maybe even religion, how this term is used in the world or in religion. Now, let's look, look at the word capital yes. in the kingdom. Yes. So when I say I need capital, I mm -hmm. have capital or mm -hmm. what is capital yes. in the kingdom, yes. what does that mean? And you know, the reality is this, it's interesting how you've been nurtured, how you've been brought up, or what you have assumed a certain word to mean. Yes. Always impacts how you respond to it. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that there are certain words that, first of all, in a kingdom context, sometimes we may not find the word exactly in the Bible. Yes. It doesn't mean that, that the meaning of that word is what you look for. Mm -hmm. In other words, if I don't, because remember, we are men, we give words terms. Okay. But the, 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 the term we give it is not as important as the meaning behind the term. Mm -hmm. If you find the meaning, then you can find that it's in the Bible. So you can say, oh, but capital is not in the Bible. I think I like what you've just said, yes. that we men give terms. Yes. Okay, and we give them meaning. Exactly. Now, when you say that, we are saying that heaven does not come down and say, listen, this is what you call this particular exactly. thing. Exactly. Men come up with terms. Yes. In this season, we come and say AI. Yes. Now, heaven didn't come down and say, now you need to have uh, that word. Yeah, artificial intelligence. Men, yes. But heaven said, in the last days, knowledge will increase. Then you name that knowledge. Simple. Okay. That's the process. We so, that one. how we are referring to capital now is what the world has called capital. Okay. All right. So the term capital is not the issue, but the meaning. The meaning. So whenever you want to do business or you want to get into uh, entrepreneurship or whatever, you'll always talk about or start a company, whatever. You'll say what you need is capital. All right. And we all know what that means. And even when we go to God, we tell him, yes. okay, Lord, I'm looking for capital. There you go. Uh, I, I'm praying for capital. I'm believing exactly. God for capital. Okay. Yes. But our understanding of capital in the most basic term, mm -hmm. capital is understood or limited to be thought to be cash or physical assets. Mm -hmm. So most people will say that's what I need so I can start. Yes. Which means somebody will tell you, you know, I want to start a, 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 a band. I need instruments. Okay. That's capital. That's the capital I need. Yes. I want to preach. I need a PA. I want to start a restaurant. Yes. I need this equipment. I need, I need an oven. I need so, that. So that's the capital okay. I'm talking about. So even when I talk about I need cash capital, in the end... The cash is to buy an equipment. Exactly. Or a tool or something. Exactly. Yes. To facilitate something. Okay. So that's how we... So normally, because 
in the context of, of uh, Christianity and the work that we've had, whenever we think of capital, we quickly jump to that. So what do we end up thinking we need? We think we need money. And every time God says, I need you to do something, yes. you get stuck because you're telling exactly. God, I do not have these assets. Exactly. I do not have this cash. Thank you. So you're talking to God yes. the terms of the world. Yes. Because when God tells you, get out, I've given you an instruction, yes. go and do this. Exactly. Now you reply him yes. using the interpretations of men. Exactly. And God is telling you, stop. There's a way when I send you to start a business or yes. I start tell you to start something, yes. what I mean and what you understand could exactly. be just the difference. There's a limitation. Yeah? Remember when man fell, certain things went into distortion. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand that we're not saying those things we are mentioning are not capital. But we are saying they are limited. And today we are looking at the kingdom capital yes. so that you know why are they limited. limited. I thought that's all I've been told, that that's all yes. I need. Now please pay attention so that we define the word capital yes. based on how God speaks uh -huh. and you'll see it in the Bible. Yes. We'll see God using men yes. and using his term yes. capital yes. Yes. and see how things change in Because the in the end, why do we need capital? So that we can prosper, so mm -hmm. that we can increase, yes. so that we can uh, execute certain mm -hmm. things. And so... When God says to you, he's giving you the power to create wealth, your mind immediately says, where's the capital? Mm, mm. Because you already got this preset that this is what I need to fulfill that which God has said. Can you imagine that <laughs> I need something that I don't have yes. to fulfill that thing that God says I should exactly. have? Exactly. Now, you notice there's something that is not working. Yeah, and so most of the time, when God speaks to us, we get stuck because yes. we are trying to look at around us yes. and say okay listen for me to do that is to follow that instruction yes and to fulfill that instruction i need to do this exactly. but i'm lacking exactly there's somewhere i'm lacking then our prayers now go into that mode of lord i need this yes. why because i want to fulfill my instruction uh -huh. now let's look at the law first mention where yes. we see god working starting with his capital yes and how god progresses with this. So yeah. we always talk about the law of first mention, meaning yes. we go to the Bible and say, let's see where God started with this. Yes. Genesis. What, what, in other, yes. What's, what, Genesis. What's, what's God's model yeah. for increase? What's God's model for multiplication? If God says he's going to give you power to do something, you have to look back in scripture and say, has he done it before? Okay. Is this God's way of moving us to the next level? So of course, and I'd like to say something that you might find interesting as we go into Genesis, that God's primary God's primary capital is you and your present ability. I had to think of that for a moment. Okay. But when God speaks, at the point he's speaking, he's not confused. Mm. Yes. At the point he's speaking to you, whatever that point is, the primary capital he's going to work with at the moment he speaks is you and your present ability. I want you to note that. Notice the first thing is not things. You. You, I think that one, and you tell me, man is the first capital. Yes. And God talks, his capital is man. So yes. if I can find a man, God didn't say if I can find gold in the earth. Exactly. God didn't say if I can find facilities or money or trees. He said, listen, I'm looking for a man. Why? Yes. That's my capital. Yes. If I can find a man, the rest will be done. Exactly. The rest will flow. Exactly. Man. So to do that, as we say, we're going to the law first mentioned in Genesis 1. And why we are going there is because we first have to be clear what was God's reason or purpose for creating man. Because 
Why would I give you an instruction if I didn't have a purpose for creating you in the first place? You know, sometimes we think that we appeared from somewhere yes. and God is appearing from somewhere mm -hmm. and God is now coming to tell this stranger what he should do. And God has a purpose with which the stranger is wondering, yes. why should I why be am involved? <laughs> why don't you just carry out you as I carry exactly. mine? Exactly. Man is God's primary capital. Yes. So when we talk about the creation of man, yes. God is telling you, listen, I started by creating you because you are my capital. Exactly. When I need to move things in the earth, I don't need money. Yes. I don't need trees. I don't need cars. I don't need houses. I need a man. Exactly. Then man will move creation. Thank you. Guys. So I want us to go back to creation pre-church, okay. pre-religion, okay. pre-concepts, pre-business. Just God, creation, and man. Here is God's statement, Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image mm -hmm. according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, God is stating his intent, his reasoning. He's stating why. He's creating man. Mm. He has so not God created is man putting in yet. record his intent for yes. creating man. Yes. So first, he declares his intent. Okay. He makes it clear what his intention is. I want is. this man in our image. Yes. I want him in our likeness. Yes. And I want him to have dominion. This exactly. is before he creates man. This is intent. That's powerful that God is, that, yes. that's God's intent. Yeah, I want you to follow this process because this process never changes when mm. God wants to do a thing in the okay. earth. Okay. The process never changes. Mm -hmm. He starts by a declaration. Okay. By stating his intent. Yes. Then we see an action. So the second thing we see now is God carrying out his intent. And then as he carries out that intent that he has declared, he now instructs man and informs him why he has been created. I want you to see those two patterns very clearly. First, God makes a declaration in the absence of man. Mm. What he intends to do okay. and how he intends to do it. Then God carries out. He says, let us make man. Then he makes man. So God created man, Genesis 1, 27, yes. 28. Yes. So God created man in his own image. Mm -hmm. In the image of God, he created him. Mm -hmm. Male and female, he created them. Mm -hmm. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Mm -hmm. Be fruitful, mm -hmm. multiply, mm -hmm. fill the earth and subdue it. Mm -hmm. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now there are th some things I want you to get hold on here because if we lose you here, it's going to be a bit hard to catch up okay. on what we are trying to say. <laughs> okay. The first thing is God is saying, stating clearly, this is my intent. Okay. And he only states the intent. Yes. I want to create man and this is what man is supposed to, to do. do. Okay? Then God actually creates man. Then God does something strange. Mm. The first law of mention, he blesses man. That's interesting. And God blessed them. Yes. And God said. So notice, God blesses them, then God says. Mm. Aren't you to notice those are two different things? Okay. God didn't bless them by saying. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> God blesses, God says. So the blessing was a release of something. The capacity, the word bless meant empowerment. He infused in them the ability to carry out what the instruction is about to give. God blessed them. God empowered them. Yes. God infused in them the yes. ability to carry out 
his intent exactly. and then he said then he instructs them to do exactly what he said in verse 26 he wanted them to do now let's stop here <laughs> now if we are saying god bless and then he said yes he could not have said to man yes. without blessing man exactly because if i don't bless you first yes what i tell you cannot be fulfilled exactly you cannot fulfill god's purpose or instruction without his blessing That's so it. he first blesses you yes and then he says to you Yes. Now, there are many people maybe wondering why I'm not able to fulfill something. Exactly. You've not understood yes. the, blessing the blessing that you're already blessed to fulfill yes. the instruction. Exactly. So, God's instruction mm. is always post-blessing. Oh. I am blessed. Therefore, go and do. Okay, stop. <laughs> I think that is the one thing we have to talk today until we yes. get it that God cannot give me an instruction yes. before he blesses me. Exactly. Now many people have been receiving their instruction but because they don't know they are blessed exactly. they are still looking for blessings. You see what is God's mm. blessing? God's capital. When God blesses you that's a heavy word. It means he infuses in you. The ability, the skill, the knowledge, the favor, the capacity to carry out the instruction is about to give you. Today we'll keep stopping <laughs> and going back. Rewind. Because we said that man is God's capital. Yes. Now, do you understand why you're God's capital? Because he's already blessed you and put in you everything to fulfill his intent. Yes. So you become his capital when you, you man created yes. his speaks to you, meaning he puts what we are calling capital. That's why you become a capital of God. Exactly. You are the capital now, that God needs. Let me expand it. Mm. When God gives a word yes. and says, this is the season where I give you the power to create wealth, that word is the blessing. <laughs> that blessing, if you receive it, infuses you with the capacity to now carry out any other instruction that fulfills that which was said. Mm. I am giving you a power. Okay, I'm just thinking as I hear this thing. <laughs> you know how you hear something and you're like, this is, this is something that we need to just muse on. Yes. Because we are saying, God has already spoken. Yes. That's speaking. Yes. That word. Yes. It's like it comes in you and opens up. The word that God sent yes. opens up in you. When that word is received yes. in you, yes. that word empowers you such that on the outside, when exactly. you're doing something externally, it is because of the power of what is internal. Thank you. Back to God's intent. Today I want Genesis 126 yes. to become your reality. Well, it's been something we, 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 we say it over and God over created and man. Over. Listen, God states an intent. Oh, yes. Okay? Yes. Declares it mm -hmm. without man's presence. Man hasn't been created yet to hear the intent. Mm -hmm. But God has the intent before he created man. He creates man, man yes. Okay? Mm -hmm. He creates man, then he does something interesting. He blesses man before he tells man the intent. Mm. <laughs> because telling man the intent without the blessing is putting man in that same situation you are in now where you're saying I need capital. Oh. <laughs> I think what you've just said now, 
that what did he put in us? Yes. He already sent a word. Yes. And he repeated it for yes. a long time. Yes. We can now quote the same way we quote Genesis 1. We can quote that we're in a season where God is giving us power to create. Listen, he yes. has already spoken. Yes. It is he who gives you the power. He's already empowered you. Exactly. Then now he tells you what to do. The instruction yes. is only empowered by that which he has already in given fact, you. In fact, if you want to, to, to re engineer that word blessed for your understanding mm. is to say and God put in them the ability to carry out anything he was about to instruct them to do. That's a term blessed. I am blessed. <laughs> That's the word we need to That's understand. Are you, are you convinced yes. you're blessed? Yes. Are you aware you're blessed? Mm. Are you in a place where you understand what yes. that word means? Exactly. Now tonight Yes. We must understand the word blessing. Exactly. God has blessed us. Yes. And maybe you need to just repeat it again yes. in a nice, simpler <laughs> way yeah. that we can receive Yes. It. Let's take the steps again. Okay. God, in his sovereign authority and power, says, let us make man. He declares who he's creating mm -hmm. and why. Okay. So listen, guys. Before there is a cross before there is sin, before there is any of the things we are too busy grappling with, mm. God's intent was dominion of the earth for man. Mm -hmm. That was his intent to perceive that to, to, to God, that was making man in his image and in his likeness. That was the expression and showcasing of who God is. All right? That's why even fallen man wants to dominate and be great. Mm -hmm. It's built into your DNA. Yes. It's as simple as that. So what happens? Once he's declared it, he goes ahead and creates man. After creating man, man cannot carry out this huge thing God is saying without God giving him the ability. So what does God do? God blesses man, inputs in him, introduces and enters. Listen, God didn't tell man be blessed. God blessed man. Blessing is not a declaration. Blessing is an infusion. And that is now why we started by saying yes. you do not confuse the blessing of God yes, with, with the, the blessing of, of elders. The blessing of elders is a declaration. It is an intention <laughs> of them. It is what they would like you to have. Mm. It is what, and listen, the blessing of the elder carries power if he's echoing God. Mm. Simple. So the only blessing that we are talking about here is the blessing of God, yes. which not only is spoken, yes. but it comes in and empowers you, yes. prepares you to do that which God intended you to do. Exactly. I love that statement yes. where we started by saying that God said, this is my purpose, this is my exactly. intent, which I want to create man. Exactly. But for man to fulfill that which I want, I yes. bless him first. And I think it's important to say here because sometimes we... we steal from the Bible and rearrange it to fit our concept. Mm -hmm. The elders of scripture, listen carefully, okay. the fathers of scripture did not bless their children from their thoughts. Mm -hmm. They declared to their children God's intents because they were connected to God's purposes. Mm -hmm. So the elder is connected to God, and therefore he's, he's echoing God. Forth. He's speaking what God yes. wants for he's, this person. He's, at the same way God is blessing, they are blessing, but they are blessing 
who is actually blessing. God is. So don't confuse when we so talk about elders yes. with the elders who tell you you have to spit on the ground first. And I'm talking about even church elders, even ministry, even apostles. If they're not connected. Our decree is God's words being mouthed. Mm. It is not my perspective as your spiritual father determining the path I want for you. Mm. Or what I desire for you. Irrelevant. I have to hear God. Yes. And that's what I speak of. Yes. Now, do you understand the power of what we call dedication of children yes when we say we are dedicating that word yes we said we coin words but really what we mean is i have seen something in god yes concerning this child yes and as a father that is what i'm speaking because i have an awareness of the certain purposes in my life and the next level god is showing me what this child will be so i am not taking as a as a tribal elder yes i'm not taking out of my tribe yes. and trying to declare on this no child. we are not fathering That's, our yeah. agenda hmm. it is a kingdom agenda so you've been if you've been bound in the fathering of the agenda of a tribe get out Mm. If you've been walking, thinking that I have the blessings of the elders, get out. And I said, and I'll finish by saying, I'll say it again. Yes. That when we are told drink this beer, spit it to the ground, <laughs> and then you are spoken over, those are blessings of men. Yes. And they're going nowhere. There's they're no man who can nowhere. empower you to prosper. In fact, that is not a blessing. It's not. That is a tribal agenda. Mm. Don't mistake the two things. And that is what people say. Uh, you know what I'm doing now? I'm trying to uh, collect money so that I can meet the elders because I need them to bless me. Well, if you want to further the, the business of the elders, the tribal elders. If here, you have chosen to be in the lineage of the elders, mm. you're free. But don't Continue. Pursuing the agenda of the elders, but don't mix it with the kingdom. Because when they clash, one will crash, and it's not the kingdom. <laughs> Let me ask you something here before we go <laughs> on. Now, can we talk about the blessing of the parents? Because we've talked about the patriarchs. Yes. We've talked about here Jacob calling his sons before he sleeps with the, uh, his forefathers, yes. and he is speaking to his children. Yes. And we're saying that he's speaking the word of God. Now, today, we know that there is this culture where people now say, you know what, the reason your life is going like this is because you don't have the blessings of your parents. Okay. Can you speak to that? I'm going to say something that may sound actually, it may go against the grain. First, in scripture, there is no blessing of parents. There's only the blessing of God. There is the honor of parents that attracts a blessing from God, not from parents. Please say that again. Honor. There is honor of parents. Mm -hmm. And you don't honor them for them to bless you. They have no power. To. You honor them so that God's blessing comes upon you. Because God has promised. God has already defined a concept. Mm. He has already put it in the earth and says, honor your father and your mother. And it says when you do that, it comes with a blessing. So the blessing is from God. Exactly. Now, the if parents why, why, do why not. I think I'm, for me, I'm saying you talk about that. Yes. Is because many people are now saying, my life is not moving because I have not gone to my parents to give them something so that they can speak over my life. Now, you have to choose. Do you want the blessings of God or, or the parents? Because those are two parts. And do you want the blessings of the elders, the parents, or do you want the blessing of God? Yes. Now, parents can impart the blessing exactly. of God. And that is why yeah. we accept that when you're under right, the authority or you're living with your parents before you move into your own context, mm. they are God's custodians of you, not mm. the tribe's custodian. Mm. Mm. So at that point, 
Their fear of God is where they declare blessing over you from. Mm. Not from their culture. If they do it from their culture, they're actually going down the wrong road. Mm. They're supposed to operate it from the context. God had to adjust and correct Abraham. Mm. <laughs> when God is speaking about Isaac as his only son, Abraham is bringing in Ishmael because it's his elder son. That's culture. Yeah. And God does not change the context. God says he too will receive what he does. But my focal point is Isaac. That was my purpose. Mm -hmm. So this is how we must understand. So as parents, when we bless our children, we must do it in the Lord. Mm. As priests of our family. Yes. Not as leaders of our tribal community. Mm -hmm. Let's not mix those two things. I think that's, that's powerful because sometimes this blessing, this cultural blessing sometimes yes. is done in church. Exactly. Not outside of church. Sometimes it's done in church where there are elders who are blessing you. Is there a word like blessing you tribally? Uh, you yes, know? you can use that word. But we are doing it in church. Yes, because so, we, we, it's one thing to make a demand, so to speak, that parents need to bless their children or children need to get their parents' blessings. But that demand should only carry value if those parents have a demand to serve God. Mm. And they are downloading. When the parent comes, if my father and my mother told me yes. before they left that, yes. listen, may the Lord bless you. Exactly. May, may he shine. They are taking the word of God yes. and speaking it to you. And yes. they are saying, this is what I would wish for you. They're, they might not be priestly, exactly. but they know one thing, there's God in heaven. That's it. They might take his word and say, listen, I have seen God open the womb of Sarah. Yes. And I declare that on you because That's that it. is God's blessings for you. That's it. God wants your womb open. Yes. God, a father can come and say, listen, I have seen God raise David. He became a king. That yes. is God's desire for his children yes. to stand up as kings yes. in their areas of operation. Exactly. So when the father speaks, that you shall stand up as a king. The father is speaking God's desire for you. And now, another thing. Yes. Can parents bless? Yes, yes. In the Lord. In the Lord. Do you require a parent's blessing? No. Mm, because some people are stuck because I'm not talking to my father. I don't yes, have a father. We have broken my families. Father is, my father is a drunkard. So yes. am, I, am I cast? Am I doomed? If my father just sleeps in the ditch, he doesn't not even know but it is available. Mm. Two things. Because the cross is the cross. Mm. The cross nullifies all those lineages. That's a power. Therefore, it is prerogative. The Bible even tells us to bring up our children in, in the Lord. The way of the Lord is. In the ways of the Lord. Mm. That is the concept. Now, let me say, let me go back here again. Let's talk to this person who is watching. Yes. And they have been stuck because. I don't have a father. Mm -hmm. My father is not godly. Mm -hmm. My father doesn't want to do it. Yes. My father from the when we were young, mm -hmm. he, he, he has no clue of how to do this. He's never prayed for us. Now I'm feeling mm -hmm. like I'm lacking because mm -hmm. my parents are not praying for me, are not blessing me. Mm -hmm. And I'm now 45, 50, but I'm feeling stuck mm -hmm. because my parents have not spoken into my life. Bondage is freed by one simple thing. Mm -hmm. It's called the word. A proceeding word comes from the father of fathers. Mm -hmm. When that word comes to you, it is the blessing you need. It nullifies every other reality. Mm. That's why the word of God is such a primary issue. Yes. It is life. When God speaks it and you receive it, it does not matter. 
what you've been connected or not connected to. Mm -hmm. It becomes your new reality. And you know what? You become the beginning of a new lineage. Oh. So when you receive the word of God, like yes. Abraham, like Adam, you yes. become the new lineage. Because the new Adam lineage. did not have parents who will come and say, listen, yes. who blessed him? Okay, my there father go. is God. Yes. Now can you come to that place like Adam where you say, listen, I don't have another lineage. My lineage yes. is the lineage of God. Yes. Do I honor my parents? Very much. And it yes. comes with a blessing. But I'm standing here and saying, I'm not going to get stuck because of a lineage that is not connected to God. Yes. I will stand here and say, listen, I honor my parents, but I am blessed Absolutely. by God, the ultimate father. Absolutely. Yes. So the context in which we are able to bless is called delegated authority. Mm -hmm. Okay? Whether I am a priest in office, whether I am an apostle, whether I am a biological father, a spiritual father, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. The context is this. At the point of speaking over you, I should be speaking from the Lord, yes. not from me. Mm -hmm. That's why even the Patriarchs would say, may the Lord oh. do this for you. May his face shine upon you. Because nobody, listen, Moses is declaring over Israel, but Moses is the one who's representing God. But where is he saying, may the Lord? Mm -hmm. You get the principle? Yes. So even when we speak over you, we speak the blessings of God over your you, life. not our blessings. Okay. I have no blessing to give. I have only got blessings to convey. Mm, from the Father. I'm a messenger. Ultimate Father. Yes. So the authority is given me to convey His blessing, not to confirm mine. Mm. That's a difference. From that context, we are still in the principle of kingdom, capital. capital. Because some people, in what you're discussing, yes. have been robbed of their kingdom capital mm. because of the lie that they need a cultural or a tribal blessing to move forward. Think about it. Why do you want all those blessings? To prosper. To prosper. And God is telling you, I'm blessing, <laughs> I've already blessed you. Why are you going there? I've already empowered you to carry out my word yes. to prosper you. Yes. That's what you're looking for. In fact, it is so clear, it says, my word, which I said, shall not return until it prospers in that which I have sent it. But I think now I'm, I'm seeing why the devil is so much into confusing our language. And creating so patterns. Because this whole thing of I'm not blessed, therefore that's why I'm not moving, yes. has caused many people to be stuck. Yes. Yet God is saying, if only like Adam you can realize, wait, I'm blessed and God has given me an instruction. That instruction is all I needed so that my life can just get on. I have a message for someone. Okay. You are not cursed. You are bound in your belief of a curse. Listen carefully. You are not cursed. Mm -hmm. You are bound in the belief of a curse. What you believe in has power. Mm -hmm. If you will believe that this word today came to bless you, you are blessed. Mm. And you break out. Simple. Break forth. Doesn't need to be anything elaborate yes. or anything so powerful. It doesn't need to have a special person come lay hands on you. No. It just comes with the word came to you mm -hmm. and you received it. The now, word has its own power minus me, minus anybody yes. to set you free. Oh, the word has its own power. Yes. Without me. Yes. Okay. Now we've talked about two things. Yeah. And we've seen God's intent. Yep. We've, got God, we've seen God's purposes. Yes. And then we've seen him speak to man. Yes. Bless man and confirm to man. Yes. The third thing. Now we want to talk about where do things come into the concept of capital Okay. God. Okay. Because primarily we've dealt with man. God has blessed man. God has infused him. God has given him an instruction. To carry out this instruction, you need tools. Yes. You need something. Mm -hmm. Now to do that, we have to see the third thing that now God introduces in this whole dynamic for operations. 
And that is hidden in Genesis 1.29. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, all, of, all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Now, the concept is being introduced is a concept of seed. Interesting. I mean, listen, guys, we haven't even gone to Genesis 2 where it's been given trees to eat. But God is already introducing the concept of what? Mm -hmm. Seed. Do you realize God is telling Adam that there is seed, Adam and Eve, because it was them. Yes. That there is, I'm giving you seed. Do you realize God didn't give them seed, he gave them fruit? Mm -hmm. Where is the seed hidden? In the fruit. Now, these are already power concepts right okay. from the beginning. Okay. That God is saying the most important thing to your blessing, mm. to your being able to dominate, will be the seed, not the fruit part. Mm. I want you to pay attention. When I give you fruit, I give you a tree, and the tree has fruit already, what I want you to pick up as the most important next step is, is the, the seed. seed. So, enjoy the fruit. Mm. Don't swallow the seed. Don't swallow the seed. Mm, mm. This is the key here. Yes. The fruit is for you. In fact, I start by giving you the good side of things. Oh, yes. Then I give you now continuity mm. from it. But to understand the concept that God is saying, see, I have given you the concept of seed, which is the concept of capital. So primary one, you are the capital. Primary two, seed is the key. But mm. to understand that concept, we have to go a little behind the scenes okay. prior to man, mm -hmm. to Genesis 1.12. Then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, mm -hmm. the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, mm -hmm. whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. Mm -hmm. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Now I want you to understand some powerful concepts here. Again, God is doing exactly what he does. That's why I told you, you follow the pattern and see. God declares something, then God does it. Mm. So he said, let, and then there was. So in the spirit, God yes. has already declared what he wants. Yes. And then we see it happen in exactly. the natural. That tells you the material is always secondary to the spiritual decree. Mm -hmm. The word. When so the word when, comes. So here, sorry. Yes. Maybe you can finish that. Yes. When the word comes. It activates something that will be seen materially. Mm -hmm. That's a primary principle. So when God gives us an instruction, yes. he's already telling you his intention in exactly. the spirit. Now that in the spirit must become. Exactly. And why did we not show you verse 12 before? Mm -hmm. To show you that by the time God is speaking, the material requirement has preceded it. In this context. Mm -hmm. So where man is involved, when God is saying, see, I have given you, it means the seed was there before the instruction came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So God won't give you an instruction and then create seed. God the seed creates is seed and then gives instruction. And what is the powerful thing God is repeating here about seed? First, the seed of everything is within itself. Mm. That is a serious concept. Yeah. So if you want to get more of anything, Look for the seed within itself. Now, when you have the seed, this seed has to go through a process of yes. bringing forth another fruit. Yes. Which you can eat. And that fruit will have the seed again within itself. Continuity. Continuity. Now, problem is when you have the seed with you and you're so hungry 
or your sight is so off God that you don't understand the seed you have is where your continuity is, your exactly. legacy is. Exactly. And you eat it. The seed is the bigger, the most prolific picture of our future. Mm-hmm. Every seed is locked with the future in it. Please explain. <laughs> a seed is the biggest picture of a prophetic word because a seed is not the fruit. Mm-hmm. A seed, strange as it may seem, dies, yes. goes through a process of producing fruit, mm-hmm. and that fruit has seed in it again. So seed is eternal. Mm. Yeah. And seed can stay in a state unspoiled for generations. So God knew. Let me create this man. Yes. If I give him seed yes. and he knows how to navigate life with seed, that's it. He will never lack. He will dominate. Remember, God is being he will dominate. God is being curious. God is saying, have dominion. What is the key? Seed. Mm. And my blessing. Mm. Hmm. Seed and my blessing equals dominion. dominion. Now, Look at that math. If I have seed and I don't, maybe we now need to go further and see yeah. when man reaches this point where he looks at the seed mm. and he cannot see a future in there. There you go. He looks at the seed because look at this. Yeah? Yes. If it comes to the seed of man that becomes a child, yes. look at how you can um, look at it and wonder what on earth. Yet this could be your this, future generation. This child could be the future king. Mm. Seed is always a picture of a future. And a great one. Exactly. But the only way to see the future is to now work backwards. God works this way. God shows you a future. Mm-hmm. And then he gives you a seed. And tells you, my friend. Let's work. You have to I trust have me. blessed you. Yes. Now the blessing is what takes you from seed mm. to future. Fruitfulness. Alright. Now. Another key thing God puts here is according to its own kind. kind yes. Listen, each seed has a kind. You mm. cannot crossbreed them. Mm-hmm. Each seed is unique to its own kind. So seed can only multiply, not shift. Mm. <laughs> can only multiply. You can only bring fruit from seed. And the fruit, listen, seed creates fruit. The seed of the fruit is within the fruit, mm-hmm. which means you can only replicate. Yes. But that's why God said, be fruitful, multiply. So God's model is when he gives you seed, what is he looking for? A harvest. Mm-hmm. Multiplication. I now, once you understand be, that, yeah. that, that, that's the principle behind how God works, mm-hmm. then you will know that if everything is according to its own kind, kind. then kind is the most important thing in God's model. Mm. Now, seed can only multiply. And each seed after its own kind. Kind for kind. That is God's model. Mm -hmm. So that means, like we say, God gives you seed and God expects a harvest. Then he blesses you. So you see, we've always mistaken blessing to mean the harvest. No. Blessing is the power to arrive at a harvest. Mm. That's the journey. You take seed, you move to a harvest. Now, after the fall of man, of course, distortion came. Mm -hmm. Things went out of order. We, we, we lost connection with the blessing. That's the most important thing. Notice what I'm hearing when we talk about the enemy always distorts things. Yes. The one thing that was put in the wrong place yes. or order yes. is blessing. That's it. So people, like you've just said powerfully that, many people think the harvest is the blessing. No. They don't see it that the harvest is a manifestation of, of the blessing. The blessing. Yes. Right? 
So man now is in an interesting scenario. Please notice something strange at the fall of man. What he lost was the blessing. Man is still in existence. Yes. The earth is in existence. The seed is there. Seed is there. <laughs> in fact, God later comes and tells Noah the obvious. One thing remains. Seed time, harvest. What is missing? Blessing. The blessing. And that is where you'll find man uh, now calling it either hustle yes. or working too much and getting back too little, yes. sweating, yes. toiling. Exactly. What is he trying to do? To bring forth. Thank you. It's kind. And what does God do for Noah that is significant? Mm -hmm. Most of us focus on the ark. We focus on all the things that happens. No. Mm -hmm. The most significant thing that is repeated more than three times as they exit the ark. And God blessed Noah and, and his, his sons. Yes. So what is the key again? What was missing? Blessing. Simple. <laughs> then God reminds him what he told Adam in paraphrase. Mm. I want you to do exactly the same thing. Fill the earth, have dominion, do everything. So God blesses again. God declares the instruction mm. again. Yes. And then God adds the clue. Mm. Seed time and harvest shall remain. Blessing and then the seed. That's Blessing the principle. and then the word. Yes. Blessing and then you're sent out with God's intent and purpose. Exactly. And that's why even Paul tells you it is what you reap that, what you sow that you reap, yes. not how you sow. Mm. I know we focus so much on the how. On the how, we yes. We forget the what. Mm -hmm. The what has got more weight than the how. Okay. Please explain that. You see, the quality of the seed is more important than the abundance of the seed. Mm -hmm. Because the harvest will be based on the quality, not just on the amount. So many times when we say, as a man reap, if you sow bountifully, I know we think bountifully primarily means a lot. A lot. No, Great. no. Bountiful <laughs> means valuable. Valuable. So yes, place value first, then add the amount. Mm. Don't add the amount on valueless. Mm. Mm. You get, even farmers will tell you there is what you call cash crops, what is what you call food crops. What is, is planted that is available everywhere, what is planted that is rare. That is rare, yes. And the value. So that's a principle. Now, we have to come to a practical outworking. Man has fallen. God has a key. And listen to something. Whenever God wants to institute beneficial change, what we like calling prosperity. That's the way God works with us. And that's what now changes completely. Let's not lose track. What have we said so far? God <laughs> declares a thing. Yes. God blesses. God instructs. Mm -hmm. Simple. Stay with that. God declares. God this blesses. Is my intent. Yes. I bless you. I instruct you on my intent. Mm. From that moment on, whatever you put your hands to do is. Blessed. Oh. The word blessed means is infused with the benefit of increase. Whatever you put your hands to do. I think finally yes. it has landed what that scripture means. That's it. Finally when somebody knows, listen, this man is already blessed. He walks in a way yes. where he walks in the blessing of God. Exactly. Whatever he puts his hands to do. Exactly. So now we want to get into some practicalities. Okay. How? Do we move in this? Now, one thing that's going to happen through time, because remember, remember what we said? Yes. That um, seed remains, man is in the earth. What is missing? Blessing. So whenever there is chaos, or God wants to make a change or a shift in the earth, 
when it shows up, what dynamics are already in the earth? Mm, man. Man and seed. seed. So what is going to be the obvious question God will ask us every time he shows up when he wants to do something? Mm -hmm. He'll ask one question. What is in your hand? Mm -hmm. Here is the key to everything. Okay. Because what is in your hand first speaks to internally. Okay. Do you know who you are? Mm. Do you know what you're capable of? What you are presently when I speak to you? Because when I created you, I blessed you. Why would he ask you what is in your hands if you're not blessed? I think I want to hear that because we have to understand when God says what is in your hand. Yes. And we, ha we will see cases where he yes. told men, let's see what is in your hand. Yes. And what he did with it. Yes. When God knows that, listen, I have blessed you, I'm not going to bless you again. Exactly. I'm not, going to, I'm not doing blessings like, uh, I'm not just throwing them around. Yes. When God says, I've blessed you. Yes. You might, might sit for years without knowing you're blessed, mm. but you know what? In you is the empowerment to prosper, exactly. but you might not know. So when God comes and says, what is in your hand? He's activating yes. something that is already in you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, here's the key. Mm -hmm. Exodus 4.2 is the first time we hear that statement. What is in your hands? Where God calls Moses and wants to send him. But first, let's look at God's intent again. Bible starts with a backstory. God has heard the cry of his people. Okay. He wants to deliver them. He has an intention to deliver them. He had even spoken to Abraham that one day he will release them before they ever went. Now this big picture of being removed from Egypt and being taken to the promised land starts with a strange question. What is, what in, is your in your hand? Now we know that Moses was born to be yes. the deliverer of... Thank you the Jews yes from Egypt yes we know that yes but even when it comes to the time for him to start walking into this uh, fulfillment of his purpose yes God asked him what do you have in your hands what do you have in your hands now why is that an important question yeah yes that when God is telling you this amazing thing before God asks him that question the backstory is interesting the backstory is God has told him this amazing thing those things you're saying yes Moses just in case you forgot it this is what this who is you your, are. who you are. This is what you're going to do. Okay. So the word came first. Mm. Look at the process again. The word. Moses, you're going to do this. You're going to deliver them from a mighty nation, a whole nation. You guys, think for a moment how massive <laughs> this story is. Some of you remember the back story with Moses and his stammering arguments and so on. Yes. All this is going on and how many times God, uh, Moses has queried God, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Please go and find our recording where we talk about how many times God told Moses and Moses kept resisting and Moses kept resisting. Now, God has dealt with all his arguments. Okay. So Moses now has a different query. How will they know that you sent me? Mm. How will they know who yes. sent me? What do I tell them? Yes. It's where's the like proof? Not, yes. Where's the proof? Mm -hmm. Basically, Moses is saying, where's the sign of your power? Mm. What is that showcase that is going to make people know the God we are talking about is the one who sent me. Where is my authority? Where is my proof that I had from God? I love that statement that um, Moses asked for a sign yes. of the power of, of God. God. Yes. Show me. So God is telling you, you want to see my power? Yes. The answer is simple. What is in your hand? What is in your hand? I mean, imagine. You're waiting for the heavens to open. Yes. You're waiting for an amazing thing to yes. happen. And God is about to carry out one of the greatest assignments in human history. Mm. What is in your hand? God is about to wipe out a superpower. Mm. And God wants to do it with the oddest thing you can ever imagine. What is in your hand? Mm. 
Meanwhile, what is Moses holding in his hand? A rod. A staff. Which to Moses is used for herding stubborn sheep. Mm. Mm. At the maximum. And maybe protecting them. And maybe leaning on to walk. Mm. And maybe defending himself in case some strange creature appears in the, in the wilderness. God is telling him what is in your hand. In Moses he said, God, listen, we've just had a major conversation. What I'm about to do. About the most what powerful. What you're sending me to yes. do. Now what are you saying? Mm. Are you saying what is in your hand? Moses, what you don't understand. You are pre-equipped. I think you have to hear that. The question God asked Moses, and you'll see why later. Yes. What is in Moses' hand? hand. Okay? Yes. Keep that in mind. Yes. What is in your hand? And yes. let us see that thing in Moses' hand, yes. how powerful and important it is to God. Yes. When you lock in into his word. Exactly. Into the word, yeah. yes. Because the, the reality, if you want to look at it, is assume it was you. Moses, God is basically saying to you, what is familiar to you? What do you do every day? What is so common to you that you don't even notice it anymore? It has become second nature to you. What is that thing that you use all the time that you don't even think is important? In fact, when you're arguing with God about greatness, you cannot qualify it mm. as important. God is saying. What is it? What is that? What is under your control? The rod belonged to Moses and Moses only. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to go and ask somebody, please yes. give me the rod, yes. I want to go out. Yes. I want to go and do this. Exactly. It is in his control. So to Moses, it was just a rod. To mm -hmm. God, it was the instrument of power Moses had asked for. All that it needed was the blessing. Go back to that statement again. What did <laughs> Moses ask? Moses asked God, give me a sign of your power. Mm -hmm. Show me. You're sending me, one, to people. First, they have to believe me. Yes. Two, to the most powerful kingdom in the earth. And I've been there. I lived there. I was in the palace. Listen, this, I, don't, I don't hear stories about them. I know them. I know. And you're sending me to them. Fine. Now that we've dealt with all the arguments, you've told me who you are. You've told me how powerful you are. You've told me what you're going to achieve. Now, uh, show me the power that will be proof that that can work. And God is so interesting. What do you have? Mm. In other words, the thing Moses has been carrying in his hand for 40 years is the key to the power of freeing an entire nation. That should sink. That is the issue. And you know what is interesting? Once God declares the blessing on this staff, a strange thing happens. Exodus 4.20 then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. What is Moses? <laughs> Please read again. <laughs> then Moses took his wife mm -hmm. and his sons mm -hmm. and set them on a donkey, mm -hmm. and he returned to the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. So what was in his hand? Moses' rod. What is Moses now carrying? The, the rod, rod of, God. of God. Something has changed. What is in your hand? And remember what you said. I told you, keep it. Keep, keep <laughs> that statement. What is in your hand, Moses? Yes. The hand of Moses. Yes. In your hand, Moses. Yes. Now you're saying, and uh -huh. Moses took yes. the rod of God. Wait. Exactly. Wait. It changed nature. Yes. It changed its character. Its Same power. rod. That could only herd sheep. 
Same rod parts the Red Sea. Same rod wipes out the gods of Egypt. Same rod produces, and you know the stories. What happened to the rod? <laughs> God did not create a rod. Let me ask you, who gave Moses the rod? <laughs> he cut it himself. He shaped it himself. He used it himself. Did he ever know that that is exactly God's power that God was going to use? So even Moses coming to this realization that God asked me, what is in your hand? Yes. Now I have this rod. Yes. Now God is sending me with this rod. That yes. which is in my hand is what God is using to send me with his instruction. Exactly. The minute I now realize that what is in my hand, what <sighs> is in my power, what is in my possession is the same thing that God will use it changes its nature now. Completely. It is called the rod of God in yes. Moses' hand. Now, what is in your hand? What That's is it. it that you have in your hand that must change nature and become the, the thing that God has given you to carry? There you go. Now it has changed. It's no longer yours. It is the God's power in your hands. What is it that is so familiar that you've despised it? Oh. Wow. What was it that Moses would not have even presented? You see, Moses did not present a rod to be blessed. <laughs> you know oh Lord take this thing and bless it no 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 God said what is in your hand the question what is in your hand is a powerful question it is a question that basically asks you what is within your control what is familiar to you mm, mm. what do you use naturally mm. what is so normal and so obvious to you that you don't have to think about it do you realize after 40 years Moses did not think about picking up the rod. It was natural and familiar. Where he placed it was probably the same place every day. Yes. What he did with it was the same thing. It was routine. It was his norm. Mm. It was almost part of his character and nature. I'm sure if you saw Moses afar off, you knew him by his rod. Yet, we didn't know that the same thing that you're holding in your hand, so what are you holding in your hand? So, let me ask a question here. Yes. I'm holding the love to cook. Yes. I love to cook. So God is asking me, what is in your hand? What yeah. is in your power? What yeah. is in your control? What is it that you love to do? What is that thing that only you love and anybody else might not even understand why you love doing that thing? Yes. I love to cook. And God is looking at you and saying, now, I want to send you. I'm giving you an instruction. As I stand up to perform the instruction that God has given me, yes. I say exactly what Moses, or I do what Moses did. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And now Susan took that cooking, that love for cooking. It's no longer mine. It is what God will use to take me to the next level, to break down what he wants me to break down, yes. to fulfill the purpose that he has. He has an intent and he tells you, I will use what is in your hand. Now the problem, I despise cooking. Because it's so familiar. I don't know what, I don't see how. It's so normal. No, Moses couldn't see how it will part the Red Sea. What, think about it. Moses is doing what he's doing. God gives him clarity. God is telling you, maybe your destiny, where you're going is the power to create wealth. So God allows you to see the potential of wealth, the destination. But what you mistook was what you would use. So what did you start doing? Went looking for capital. You're looking for whatever other potential way to get there. So what happened? You missed the rod, the, the very tool you already have. At the time God was speaking to you, he knew what you already have. 
It was not already have. Let me give you an example. What is natural to us as a couple? Okay. We are communicators. We talk. We talk a lot. We explain things. Whenever you are around us, we we'll explain different things. Each of us has a unique way of it. I know there are couples where one person talks more and the other talks less. Us, we are both. There's no such thing. Mm -hmm. But each of us has a unique way in which we communicate. So what do we do? We take our different capacities, we find a way to harness them and cause them to begin to do. Did we do it with the intent to arrive somewhere? No. God says something to us. He says, oh, you know what? I want you to raise a generation. God shows you the end. Egypt, what you're going to do? Free people from this bondage. Take them out of this environment. Heal them in this way. Cause them to walk in the fullness of who they are. Bring into them the power of Christ. Listen, God has spoken to us many massive things. Much like he told Moses about what he was going to do. Alright? Not only did he tell him, I want you to get them out. I want you to take them and even the land I want you to take them into. It was massive. Then Moses asked the question, how? And God says, what do you have? So what does God do to us? How? Oh, communication is your rod. With that, you'll do everything I'm oh. telling you to do. So what do you do? I you see. start. The Bible says, and Moses got on a donkey with mm -hmm. his children mm -hmm. and headed to Egypt start. with the rod of God. Was he in Egypt? Start. No. He started. Mm. A donkey is fast? No. When we started talk, uh, speaking, mm. we didn't have equipment. No. We didn't have the things we have. We spoke to people. We just spoke. We gathered and people in our house. We spoke. We spoke. But now we have equipment. Yes. More than enough. But go. when we look at the equipment, I can assure you, it can only be the hand of God. Yes. We cannot point and say, by the, at this point, we became too clever. And we even acquired now, one, two, three things. Sometimes we look back and say, okay, listen. Look at the journey. We realize we have what we need yes. to do what we need to do for the next level. And what was constant? Fruit, seed in it. Fruit, fruit, seed in it. In other words, you speak of this, this produces something that creates seed for you to go to the next level. Now, the problem we have is when we say that ours is to speak. Mm. This speaking God is telling you, it will part seas for yes. people. People's life mm. will see way forward. Yes. It will take people to the land. It yes. will bring people to a place of productivity. Yes. It will bring people to a place of breaking bondages. There you go. When we look at it, we say, we're just speaking. God says, listen, now it has become the rod of God in your hands. So what are they? Words filled with the blessing. Of God. That blessing makes them the word of God. The rod of God. Not ours. You see, yesterday we were talking yes. about this and I asked him, there's this one person who feels like, listen, if you ask me what is in my hand, what is that thing you love doing? And you say something like, you know what, if you ask me what I want right now, is bring a mountain in my backyard. Mm. I love walking, climbing the mountain. I love that. And you're like, then how will that be a rod in God's hand? Start. God tells you, listen, start where you are. Start. The mountain is far. That's what you love. Start where you are. Start Climb walking where hills. you are. And you will wonder, how will God... Listen, the Bible says something. That when you speak the word of God, that word attracts men to... That's it. To, to, to itself. Yes. All right? Yes. God will attract men to himself yes. is the word. If he gives you a word and you say, listen, the rod in my hand, Lord, is just walking. I love exercises. I love doing A, B, C, D. And now you use that and say, that's what I want to follow, that voice of exercises. God will bring men to himself, not to you. 
If you take his word, remember now it has become the rod of God in Moses' hand. Yes. So when anything is happening in, around Moses, it is the God. Let me use the word, the God of the rod. Yes. That is the things are attracted yes. to. So when you start doing that thing that God is telling you to do, he, it is now Jesus. God. Yeah. You know? L- listen again. Where did we start? Mm-hmm. Genesis. God has an intent. Yes. He brings man in. He blesses man. Man carries out the intent. So far, I'm hoping we've tried to simplify this reality so that you can catch it for yourself. The issue that what did God do with Moses? What did God do with Adam? What did God do with Noah? God stated an intent. Massive intent. God never gives you a small dream. Oh yes. yes. Massive intent. Mm -hmm. Power to create wealth. God didn't tell us I'm going to take care of you. He said, I'll give you power to create wealth. That goes beyond you. Then what does he do? Now see the pattern if you've been missing it before. He declares his intent. Then he releases a blessing. Speaks into it. Mm -hmm. Once he's spoken into it, you use what is in your hands. What did he tell Adam? See, I have given you. In other words, what is in your hands, Adam? See, I have given you. You already have it. It's with you. Moses, what is in your hands? You already have it. It's with you. Noah, as he steps out, everything is in his hands. God just needs to bless it. So what has happened is that the word that comes forth comes in the knowledge that man and the seed are already in existence. Oh, yes. What we lost. So at any given time, and what did God tell us? The seed of everything is within itself. So you already have the seed. So when he speaks, he just brings the blessing to activate the seed. And thank God we're in a season where he's speaking to us. Yes. We cannot say there's dryness. Heavens are open. We can hear the voice of God. We can hear the instruction. This instruction is being placed on a man who is already blessed. All we need to do is wake up to the reality that we are blessed. And now ask ourselves, what is the rod? In our hand that can become the rod of yes. God in our hands. Yes. As we continue contemplating on the rod in our hands, we shall continue this. Absolutely. We, we are not done yet. This. We are but not there done. should be enough by now yeah. for you to already be activated. And if you are connected to your vine, if you are connected to the Father, if you are connected to your proceeding word, you know what? You will hear, you will see, and you will know what is the rod of God in your hand that enables you to go and part seas, to go and bring Egypt into its knees. Yes. Because that's what he did. Yeah. Brought it into he its knees. He set them free, got treasure yeah. out of Egypt and took them out and pointed them in the right direction to the promised land. Mm-hmm.